just thank you for Richard. Look, God, we thank you already for all the words that you've brought today that's, that stirs the hearts of every one of us, Lord God. We pray that uh, you speak through, through Richard now, Lord God, that, um, that we prepare our hearts, that, that in worship already you're preparing our hearts to receive what you want to tell us. So we pray that you speak to us, that it's your word spoken through Richard that lays on, on good soil. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Morning, everyone. Um, thank you, Ray, just for that introduction. Like you said, my name is Richard. Uh, my surname is Maton. And uh, yeah, I've been a part of this congregation since 2019. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've, I've been waiting this for this the whole year. I just want to introduce my wife also. So that is Anne. <laughs> We've been married for two years now. And um, yeah, I've been waiting just to, to introduce her also. You don't always get this opportunity over the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, since 2019, the Lord has been doing something amazing uh, in my life, um, just being part of the church and part of a family. And uh, this morning, I want to take you on a journey of something what the Lord has done in my life uh, recently, actually. Um, and it is about the topic of love. And no, this is not a 1 Corinthians 13 preach um, or a marriage preach or anything like that. But no, it's actually the love that we have for one another. And I want to start off with the question, do we love well? You see, because it's easy to love those that are easy to love. Amen? It's easy to love your friends, your families, your husband or your wife sometimes, your children, depending on who they are. It's easy to love your leaders in church, your com leaders. It's easy to love Moses and Kenan because they set an example of what, what love really is. It's easy to love someone that serves you, that gives something for you. If you're on the receiving end, it's easy to love that person. But what about those that are a bit more difficult to love? You know, the, the unlovable, if I can call it that. Those that they just know how to drink your knoppies. <laughs> those that are, that are maybe even in your community, that they just, they just scoff you in the wrong way. It might be your enemies. It might just be people from different religions or different cultures. It might be even family members, close family that might have hurt you in the past. What about those that have caused you pain and suffering over the years? Can you honestly say that you love them also? Those that have caused you trauma. Those that you've cried about over years and years and years. That's Aina. It's not lacquer. So can, can you agree with me that it's not always easy to love? It is difficult. But yet, the Lord calls us to love everyone. And I've been struggling with this. You know, it's just, your Lord. But that and that and that happened to me. Because that person did that and that and that. And he challenged me on this. He said, no, but just, I called you to love everyone. And as I was working through... Yo. Sorry. As I was working through this process and journeying it out with the Lord, the Lord led me to a couple of scriptures. So the first scripture, and this is actually the main scripture that I want us to focus on this morning. And that is in John 15, verse 12 and 13. And before I read the scripture, just for those that are taking notes, the title of my preach, if you want to call it that, is The Love We Have. So let's read together in John 15. All right, verse 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, 
that he laid down his life for his friends. And when I read this scripture, I knew I was in for a ride. Because it started off in verse 12 with my command. And I knew, okay, this is not my suggestion or my guideline or my opinion or what I think about the situation. No, Jesus says here, it's my command. So immediately it jumped off the page for me. And I hope as I'm sharing my story that there might be some of you that relate to me in this situation that relate to, to what the Lord has taken me through. So I, I want us just to focus and, and really just, just take attention to what the Scripture says. So the Scripture says, my command is this. And then you'll see there's a, a double point, a double punt in Afrikaans. So then I knew, okay, cool, I need to focus. It says, love each other as I have loved you. So Jesus is saying, love people as I have loved you. And immediately thought, we're I need to love people as Jesus loved me. Okay, okay. So then I thought, okay, let's begin at the beginning. What does love mean? Okay. So love in the Greek, so in the context of this scripture, love in the Greek is agapeo love or agape love. So the meaning of the word agapeo love is it's a selfless giving love. It is the highest form of love. It is a charity love. Love that is not deserved. That is agapeo love. So in essence, Jesus is telling me, I must love people in a way that they do not deserve. I must love people in a giving way, a selfless way. And then I started measuring my own life. I was sitting at my desk. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Writing down. Okay, Jesus is calling me to love people as he loved them. And then I, then I thought, okay, how did Jesus love? And I was reminded of testimonies and of stories in the Bible. Okay, Jesus fed the 5,000, so he cared for people. Jesus healed the sick, so it's out of love that he healed people. He invited sinners and friends to eat with them, so he invited people. It's a, it's a caring love. He, he was interested in people. And John 3.16 says that, that God sent his only son to die for us. So there was, a, there was a sacrificial love. He died for our sins. And do you know the interesting, Andre, you can put out John 3.16 quickly. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. That love, for God so loved the world, world is the same love. It's the agape love. It is a selfless giving love, a love that is not deserved. So I was measuring myself up to Jesus, uh, all the testimonies that we read in the, in the New Testament, and I thought, okay, Am I feeding people? Okay, I cannot feed 5,000, but am I inviting one or two over for lunch and dinner? Is there people that seek in a community? Am I going to them and just seeing for what are their needs? Can I, can I help them? Can I pray for them? Am I inviting sinners into my life as Jesus did? Or is it just me and my holy huddle? Me and my community, we're going to stick together. Or am I actually spending time with unbelievers in the workplace or out where I, where I go into the world? Am I laying myself down as Jesus laid himself down? And these thoughts went through my mind. I was battling with this. It's like, okay, Lord, I know I now need to love, but, but how do I do this? But don't worry, the scripture does give us tools. So in verse 13, this is the tool that scripture gives us. Greater love has no one than this. And then there's a comma or a double point, depending on what translation. So I knew again, 
Okay, I needed to focus. There's a double point. The Lord's going to do something now. Greater love has no one than this. That he laid down his life for his friends. So this is the tool that God gave me. The thing about laying down is it's an action. You are called to do something. There's something I needed to do. So I need to physically lay down. I need to action something. The other beautiful thing about laying down is actually you're saying you're becoming humble before that person. You're, you're going low. You're not saying that I am better than you in any way. No, you're saying you are better than I am. I'm going to come below you. And the beauty about laying down is actually it's going to cost something. It's going to cost time. You're going to go to friends where you, where you sometimes feel like it and sometimes don't feel like it. There's people that's going to need you when you're doing great and also when you're not doing great. There's a cost. It might cost you finances. You know, buying food for someone. Inviting them over for a meal. Now it's not just you and your wife anymore, but now it's four people you need to feed. There's a cost to it. But the Bible calls us to lay it down. And I was working through, it's like, okay, Lord, you've given me the scripture and I know now how love looks because I looked at you, Jesus, the perfect example of love. And I, and I see that I must lay down my life, all my selfish things in this world or my own desires for my friends. I need to, to almost come below them. But I was still asking this question, but why, Lord? Who come? Why must I do this? And then the Lord said the following to me. He said, Richard, I made you to love. I made you to love. It is in your DNA to love. And I truly believe that we cannot walk in the fullness of what God has for us if we do not love well. You see, you will, you will grow until a point. You will reach a point in your walk with the Lord. And then you will just flatline. Because you do not know how to love well. Who can tell me what is the greatest commandment in the Bible? To love who? The Lord your God. With all your heart, mind, soul. You see, God knew that love is a very important thing. And he knew that we cannot function without this because it's the most important commandment. And the second commandment, love thy neighbor as yourself. So this is not a new preach in any way or a new message. But I was really encouraged when the Lord gave me the scripture that I must love as Jesus has loved me in a sacrificial way, in an agapeo way, a selfless giving Love, the highest form of love. So I want to read us a scripture, and then I'm going to ask us to pray together. Because I truly believe that, that there is some work that the Lord wants to do in the area of love. Because in the beginning, we all agree that it is easy to love those that are easy to love. But we also struggle because there are those in our midst that are difficult to love. But the Lord calls us to love Everyone. Amen? So can I quickly have 1 John 4 on, please? It reads the following. Dear friends, 
Let us love one another. Again, it says, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. But whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You see, I, I believe the reason why we sometimes struggle to love because we all know the scripture. I've read it to us now. We all know that Jesus says we must love one another. Even if you would just grow, grow up in a Christian home, the, the, the Christian story tells you to love one another. But I truly believe the reason why we struggle to love, number one, is we do not know God and the fullness of God. Number two, yay. <laughs> number two, there's unforgiveness in our hearts towards people. Now, we live in a world that there is going to be pain and there is going to be suffering and it might affect you in some way or some form. But the Lord calls us to forgive. You see, in Matthew 6, I don't know if you can put up that verse, it says the following about forgiveness. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But then here comes the but. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So what the scripture is saying, if you, want to, if you want the Heavenly Father to forgive you your sins, you must also know how to forgive others. And when you master the gift of forgiving, then you love well. So can I ask the question again? Do we love well? And if not, this morning is the right time to ask for forgiveness and then to ask for God to show him his fullness because God is love. So can I quickly have all the eyes closed too? If you can maybe come to the front and um, Johnny. I want us to really pray for this. Because we cannot go further in our walk with the Lord if we do not love well. Because God is love. So with every eye is closed, 